Hi there. Thanks so much for visiting my website. To make it easier for visually impaired people to access the information I've laid out here, I've decided to create recordings of my three-part query blog series. I hope you find it helpful. So to start with, here's part one. So this is going to cover the query and the blurb. I'm pretty sure not one day has gone by since I started my author Twitter account where I haven't scrolled by someone talking about pitches, blurbs, or synopses. How challenging they are. How they don't know what they're doing. And I think I might be one of the very few writers who enjoys the process. Glutton for punishment? Maybe. But that's not to say I don't find them challenging. Of course they are. You're basically trying to squeeze tens or hundreds, thousands of words into a tiny 280 word pitch, a 150 to 200 word back cover blurb for queries, and a 300 to 600 word, sometimes even up to a thousand word, synopsis. The very thought of it is daunting. When I first started down the road to querying, I said to myself, self, how the hell are you gonna make this happen? So I researched, and that's really all I had to go on. I hadn't yet established myself in the writing community, I had no writer friends, and I had no idea how much more was out there and how helpful it would be. Fast forward a few months later, after I sent out copious amounts of really shitty queries, and I'd begun making writer friends and learning more about the craft by attending conferences and webinars, signing up for live query panels, taking classes, etc. And what did that do for me? Well, among other wonderful writing-related things, it opened my eyes to what agents want to see in queries, and what they don't want to see. It allowed me to improve my query and pitch writing skills, which ultimately resulted in getting agent likes on pitches and requests for partials and fulls, also in cold querying, for my completed manuscripts. It's an exciting thing to be in the querying stage. I know a lot of writers don't like it. It's scary, it causes anxiety, but as with anything in life, I always say this. The key to overcoming that stress and anxiety and fear is having confidence in what you're doing. And how do you gain confidence? By obtaining knowledge and experience. Knowledge plus experience equals confidence. And when you feel confident in what you're doing, it shows in your writing. I started this blog post thinking it would be great to get all three items in it, but there's too much important information to skimp on just to make the post shorter. So I've decided to make it a three-part blog post. This one will focus on queries and the book cover copy or the blurb. The next one will focus on pitches and the last one will focus on the dreaded synopsis. So let's start with writing the blurb. The blurb is the back cover copy, the write-up about your book, sans spoilers, that will entice readers to buy it. There are many reasons people buy books, but if your blurb is boring, they're not going to want to read it. This is also what the agents see in your query. It's their first look at what you've got to offer the publishing world, so you need it to be as strong as possible when seeking agent representation. You've only got about 30 seconds to impress an agent, so you've got to make it count. There are essentially five-ish components to a good blurb, a couple of bonus ones there, and thanks to one of my favorite agents, CC Lira at PS Literary for these. Incidentally, they all start with S's. Short, specific, story forward, stress and strain, spark curiosity, structure, simple. You want your query blurb to be short and to the point, using specific details that are essential to the plot and keep it moving forward. Keep it about the main plot and don't worry about side characters and a B story. Don't name too many characters and don't focus on the world building in the blurb. You want to use powerful words that spark curiosity, but you also want to use the kiss method. Keep it simple. Don't be too flowery with your words. Tension and voice must be present in the query so the agent gets a sense of the stress and strain your main character is going to experience in the story. Remember, a typical query should be between 250 and 350 words in total. 
That includes your opening paragraph, usually where the metadata is, and your bio paragraph, usually at the bottom. Many agents prefer the book, cook, hook method of query writing, which means you introduce your book first, and then you talk about the story and really hook that agent into asking for pages, and then a bit about yourself. And if you don't have writing credentials, don't worry, that's okay. You don't need to have a long list of publications or an MFA or even any kind of English degree at all. Anyone can write stories. It just takes dedication, determination, passion, and perseverance to finish the stories and polish them to the point where they're ready for publication. It takes time, effort, and learning. Never stop learning. No matter how much knowledge you possess about writing, there is always more to be learned. There's never a point where you can just say, yep, I think I finally learned all there is to know about writing, because it's really an ever-evolving world. So what does all of this mean? It means you want to amp up your story as much as possible without giving away spoilers. Save that for the synopsis. How do we do this? Let's start with the metadata. This is the information about your book's title, word count, age category, and genre. It also typically includes comps, so the agent has a general idea of tone, theme, storyline, etc. Stick to two comps and make sure you've actually read the books. You can also use a movie, TV series, or even a song or album, or even the artist, to comp to. Be creative but show what you're taking from each comp and how it applies to your story. You can also personalize this paragraph just a bit according to each agent to show why you are querying that agent. What about that agent makes you think you're a good fit for their client list? And of course, on the other side of that, what about that agent makes you think they're a good fit for you and your story? Do you have a connection on Twitter? Mention it. Do you attend their writing webinars? Let them know how much you appreciate their knowledge and insight, but keep this paragraph small. Make sure you capitalize your manuscript's title and italicize the comp titles. It makes a difference in readability and follows the standard format for this paragraph. Next is the blurb. Stick to one to two paragraphs. The key is to highlight the most important aspects of your story. Make sure your MC or main character is in a pressure cooker situation to get that tension high. Use strong words that portray the tone and voice of your writing style and the theme of your story. Use emotion in your blurb. That is to say, use wording that will elicit emotion from the agent. You want the agent to connect with your MC and emotion is the way to do it. Here's a little exercise. Take a sheet of paper and a pen. Write down a few words that describe the theme and emotions in your story and the tone it represents. Also, what are the key plot points that make your story unputdownable? Then take five to 10 minutes and brainstorm words that coincide with these themes, emotions, and tones. Take another few minutes to find synonyms for these words. Choose the strongest, most enticing options, making sure they'll flow nicely and make sense in your summary, and then go forth and write that blurb. Here's a pro tip. Write your query before you actually draft. When you get that idea, when the excitement is pulsing through your veins and you can't wait to start outlining and get to drafting, that is when you want to write that blurb. It's when you have all the exciting main ideas for the plot, the ones that are going to thrill and hook and create curiosity, before it gets cluttered with all the other, still important but not front and center, details of the story. Because the clutter is what you want to keep out of the query, and it's really hard to see the forest for the trees once you have the entire manuscript completed. Now don't fret if you've already completed your manuscript and you haven't even started on this stuff. You can still do it. You just have to have laser sharp focus on your story so you can pick out only the things that are essential to the plot. Absolutely essential. Leave out the rest. The other super important thing that you need to have is fresh eyes on your work. If you've never queried before and you haven't gotten some feedback, ideally a few people in the writing community, I promise you, 
it's not ready. It's imperative that you have a trusted critique partner who can read your blurb, get their opinion on it, ask them these questions. One, do you understand the plot? Have them summarize it in their own words. Two, is there tension? Do you feel anxious for the MC? Three, do you connect with the MC and understand why he, she, or they must do the thing? Four, are the stakes high enough? Tension, tension, tension. Five, does it spark curiosity enough to want to read the pages? So in your query blurb, you want to do these things. Introduce your MC with age and a descriptor. Mention a flaw, a misbelief, or a struggle. Allude to their secret. Introduce MC's status quo, or the norm, and what the MC wants in life. Introduce the catalyst or inciting incident that's going to propel your MC into a different world or set of circumstances. Introduce an antagonist or major obstacle that's going to disrupt that norm, but give it a twist so there's tension. The more twisty it is, the hookier your blurb will be. What threatens your MC by the choice to accept their path? Mention those high stakes. What specific things does your MC stand to lose? Give a specific, but not spoilery, detail about what will happen. End it with a jaw-dropping line if possible, something that will absolutely make that agent say, yes, I need to read this. And here are some things to stay away from. Rhetorical questions. I see this all the time. It's always going to be the most obvious choice. And if it's not, then why does the story even exist? Flowery language. Use powerful words and cut back on the word count. Too much description of the world or characters. Too many characters being named. Just stick to the essential ones. Not enough voice, tension, or emotion. Not enough plot. And no content warnings. If there's sensitive content, please warn the agent. It's genuinely appreciated by all. And this goes for critique partners and betas too. So in my blog posts, I have examples of query letters. What I'll do is I'll just read them here. So on the left is my query that has so far gotten me four full manuscripts and three partial requests. The one on the right is my query where I wrote the blurb before I started drafting, where I got all those exciting ideas. It helps keep me on track and maintains my focus while I'm drafting. The blurbs are my book cover copies, which is what I have in my novel section on my website. Let's see if you can point out all of the above elements in each of them. So here's the first one. Dear agent name, I recently saw your tweet stating you'd love to see the next book title. Well Hidden Secrets is my 79,000 word adult gothic suspense novel. It has the eerie appeal of Wendy Webb's The Haunting of Bryn Wilder and the ancestry of an adult Ghostwood song by Erica Waters. The standalone novel has serious potential. It is currently under consideration with multiple agents. Content warning, pregnancy, birth, coercive sexual encounter, death. 40-year-old Jennifer is cursed. Terrorized by ghostly visits since childhood, she's done everything she can to keep the ghosts at bay, but ignoring her abilities won't make them stop. After she is confronted by the spirit of a mysterious man who she learns has haunted her family for decades, she enlists the help of a medium to hone the skills she's long rejected. Convinced the man's past is the key to breaking her family's curse, Jennifer accepts her psychic skills and uses them to look for answers in a search that straddles both place and time. A simple ghostly touch transports her from her Ontario hometown to 1859 England. Jennifer scours the past in her ancestors' shoes for clues that can lead to evidence in the present. But the closer she gets to the truth about the man's life, and his death, the clearer another becomes. If the ghost can't rest, nor can she and her family. She's determined to find the truth to prevent the curse from continuing with her daughter, even though catapulting through time risks her own life and could mean being stuck there forever. I'm an emerging novelist and published flash fiction author from Ontario, Canada, with memberships in Crime Writers of Canada, Sisters in Crime, 
and international thriller writers. As often as possible, I attend conferences and craft webinars, and also enjoy editing episodes of the popular podcast, The Shit No One Tells You About Writing. I'm very engaged in the writing community and tweet often at kfox underscore writes. Thank you for your time and consideration. Here's the second one. So this is the blurb that I've written before I started drafting my current work in progress. Dear Agent Name, I read on your manuscript wish list that you enjoy this type of book and are looking for the next book title. So you can insert whatever works for you and your story. This is where you want to personalize it a little bit. I'm hoping you'll enjoy my 85,000 word adult gothic horror novel, The Inheritance. It captures the eerie essence of the film The Haunting of Bly Manor and the lyrical descriptions of the 13th tale by Diane Satterfield. The only way to end a family curse is when there's no more family left. 27-year-old single mom Kate is plagued with nightmares, regret, and bad luck. Already struggling to make ends meet, life is thrown upside down when she gets evicted. But a mysterious and timely letter brings news. Not only was Kate adopted, she's also heir to an abandoned family estate. Driven to give her daughter a good life, Kate accepts her seemingly fortuitous destiny to move to Lockwood Manor. But the house becomes the worst problem of all, and its grip is deadly. By the time Kate realizes her lifelong nightmares are mixed with genetic memories, it's already too late. A ghostly family curse has been revived, luring Kate and her kin straight into its trap. She makes a bold and desperate move to save her daughter, fueled by help from a rogue ancestor. But an unexpected heartbreaking reunion means facing her past mistakes, forcing her to decide who's most worthy of saving. The house will not let her choose both. Please note the following content warnings for this manuscript include kidnapping, murder, and family deaths. The rest of the query letter is just the same thing that I already read before, which is my bio paragraph. So, just for shits and giggles, let's take a look at my first ever query, shall we? This is embarrassing. Dear Agent Name, have you ever had a paranormal experience? If so, you'll know it can be terrifying and life-changing such as it was for Jennifer Layton. As a teen, she has a petrifying encounter with whom she will later discover is the spirit of a murdered man who has been visiting women in her maternal family line for decades. With guidance from a psychic medium, she hones her own newfound mediumship skills and connects with her ancestors, experiencing fragments of the past through their eyes. As fascinating as it is to see the world as it was over a century ago, what she observes leads to more questions than answers, and her determination to unravel the mystery fiercely grows. Jennifer travels across the ocean to visit ancestral homes and other locations, meets distant relatives who provide clues, and gets more than she bargained for as she uncovers deadly secrets that have been hidden for 160 years. It changes everything she thought she knew about her family's past. Well Hidden Secrets is my debut historical mystery novel. Approximately 98,000 words in length, it combines elements of genealogy with the paranormal and time travel in an unusual way. The story is told through multiple points of view, and the twist that ties it all together in the end is dark and unexpected. The concept for this book came from a personal experience I had as a teenager. It has strong potential to be developed into a series. Writing has long been a passion of mine. Over the last 25 years, I have written novels and short stories for myself, but now I am ready to step out of my comfort zone and share my stories with the public. Since I love to read and write historical fiction with a flair for mystery and intrigue, as well as thrillers, I am specifically pursuing your representation as I feel your interests are in line with my writing style. I am willing to work with your agency to transform my completed manuscript into a saleable book. As per your submission guidelines, please see the attached synopsis, author bio, and first 20 pages. I would be delighted to send you the full manuscript at your request. Thank you for your time and consideration, and I look forward to hearing from you soon. Go ahead, get your laughs out. I'll wait. But do you see the difference? 
First of all, I used a question personally addressed to the reader right off the bat. At that point, the agent wouldn't have any idea what the book was about, and that's all they care about. My thought behind it was to evoke curiosity or fear, but without investment in the plot or character, who cares? I didn't even have the right genre because at that point I'd just written a book and that's all that mattered to me. I didn't realize how important placing your manuscript into a genre is. There are no stakes in the blurb, there's no tension, no emotion, no threats, no content warning, no powerful words, just a bunch of vague hibbity-jibbity that not even a fairy godmother could transform. The point is, it was my first query and I sent it out and I got rejected. Honestly, I would be shocked now if it ever garnered anything other than a rejection. But since connecting with so many other writers in the writing community who are all in different stages of their writing career, I built friendships. I gained knowledge. I found out about classes and courses and conferences and webinars and writing retreats. I found out about websites and tools and I've learned and grown since then. And that's the best part about this writing process the friends you make and the knowledge you gain along the way, and then sharing it with other writers who are where you once stood. Most of us have dumpster fire query letters like my first attempt above, but by putting the effort into learning how to do it properly, we can completely change it into something that works. And here's a quick tip. Be courteous and professional. A query letter is like a cover letter for a job, even though it's you that's quote unquote hiring the agent, and your resume is the manuscript. In most cases, and there are always exceptions, you don't want to get quirky and ask questions and be sarcastic. For example, invoking the voice of your character. Show the agent who you are. What is your author voice? And one last thing. With any tips you read, including this post, and feedback you receive, take what works for you and leave the rest. I'm going to go ahead and use everyone's favorite word and say that the publishing world is very subjective. It really is. It honestly is. I don't like that word either, but that's the way it is. What one person loves, another is going to dislike. And at the end of the day, you need to be comfortable and confident with what you're sending out into the world. Learn what you can, apply it to your work, and shoot for the stars. You will never know until you try. And you also learn and grow by trying. So you can listen to all of these things and more right from the experts by tuning in to the Shit No One Tells You About Writing podcast, hosted by author and creative writing instructor Bianca Murray, Cece Lira, and fellow agent Carly Waters at PS Literary. The podcast features a Books with Hooks segment each week where you can hear critiques of query letters and the first five pages. How awesome is that? You can even go to Bianca's website at biancamurray.com and submit your query in first five pages to be critiqued. How awesome is that? The episodes also feature interviews with amazing authors and industry professionals. There's so much to learn from listening. I highly recommend it. And their inaugural writer's retreat is happening the last weekend of January 2022 with an incredible lineup of authors, industry professionals, webinars, chats, prizes, and more. So check it out on Bianca's website and don't wait to register. Good luck in your querying journey. And if you want an extra set of eyes, I do offer a query critique service which you can find out more about on my website. Thanks, everybody.